Digital Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler. Hang your cloak on a peg. Grab a stool and come gather round the fire. There are stories to be told and you are among friends. Finally, a break from this heat we've had up here in uh, the greater Toronto area. It was relatively cool outside today. I hope you had an opportunity to uh, to get out and enjoy it. I, I think we must have had something like 10 straight days. Don't quote me on this. I'm thinking it felt like about 10 straight days of temperatures in the high 30s. 30s. That's Celsius. Uh, so for our American listeners, double it and add 32. Now, if you live in, in Houston or Phoenix, you're laughing. You're saying, well, that's that's not a big deal. You get uh, temperatures 120, 130 sometimes down there. But that's that's pretty warm for Canada. And uh, But it's July. That's the way it ought to be, right? Uh, these are the summers I remember as a child, blistering hot days. And I, I'll tell you, I don't complain much. I'll take the heat. After all, uh, it won't last long. And in five months, I'll be shoveling the snow in the driveway. Uh, basically, we get three seasons here in Ontario. Six months of snow, three months of real lousy skating, and three months of construction. And that's uh, that's about it. Carlos Kajina is my technical producer. And Ryan White, my live stream producer, Ryan is off tonight. He's uh, enjoying a weekend up in cottage country. So there is no live stream tonight. No live stream. However, the live stream returns next week on uh, my YouTube channel, Strange Planet. Incidentally, speaking of next week, I'm excited about this one, folks. Jonathan Kahn will return to the program for the full two hours. At least I think he's on for two hours. I'm going to double check to make sure he knows he's in from pillar to post. But uh, Jonathan has a new book out this fall. It's called The Harbinger 2. So uh, I don't know if you remember The Harbinger, New York Times bestseller. This is uh, more mind-blowing prophecies from the Bible. And I have to say, of course, I love and I value all of my guests who come on this show. But truth be told, Jonathan holds a special uh, place in my heart. He is honestly one of the, the absolute favorite people that I speak to, one of my favorite people to speak to. All right. Uh, coming up in the second hour. Paranormal researcher, author, lecturer, international television personality. In fact, I think he's shooting a TV show right now. Uh, Joshua P. Warren will be here from Lost Wages, Nevada, Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, to discuss the possibility we are surrounded by invisible beings, invisible worlds, invisible technology, whether we're talking military, ETs cryptids, ghosts, you name it. Uh, and uh, he'll also discuss some of his own experiments creating invisibility. If you've not heard a Joshua before, you really ought to stay tuned. He's he's not your typical ghost hunter or uh, paranormal investigator. Uh, Joshua is one of these kind of boots on the ground, rolls up his sleeves. He's, he gets into his lab. He's got a laboratory. And... Uh, he experiments. Very, very innovative gentleman, uh, Joshua P. Warren is. Nobody like him. So he's uh, in 
the second hour. So this hour, it's just you, me, and the telephone, open lines. We talk about conspiracies. We talk about the paranormal. And the other night on the on Coast to Coast, I mentioned that it was this month, July. I think it was July 21. I'll have to check. But July in 1874, Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone in my hometown of Brantford, Ontario. So this hour, Open Lines brought to you by Alex. I wonder if he ever imagined his device, his wonderful device would be used in this way. <laughs> I think he'd approve. Uh, so uh, let's see, where to begin? Do we, I think we might have someone on the phone. Why don't we just dip right into the phone calls and get going? Sharon is checking in from Toronto. Hello, Sharon, welcome. Hi, how are you doing tonight? All things considered, pretty well. Yourself? Well, it could be worse, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. That, we have to keep reminding ourselves of that, Sharon. I know. Um, yeah, I'm calling uh, because I've been, I'm a, I'm a Bible Christian. Um, so I go by the Bible as much as I can. And the things I see are about Donald Trump. And I truly believe with everything I have that he is a sent Antichrist. Maybe not the big one, but he is sent here um, to destroy. And that's what Satan does. That's what Satan wants. He wants all human beings to be destroyed because they are so precious to God. This is his revenge. Now, And uh, based <laughs> on your biblical knowledge, why do you, why do you think it's Donald Trump? Uh, I mean, do the numbers add up to 666? Uh, what leads you to believe that he is the Antichrist? Okay, um, it has nothing to do with 666. Uh, but it does have to do with who he is. No empathy, no love, no caring. I mean, he put these kids a few years back in a cage. We don't know where they are now. Well, wait, 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 wait. That's not true. All right. Okay. First of all, those cages, those photographs were from the Obama administration. That's entirely uh, disproven. Those okay. cages came about during the Obama administration. And there's a perfectly rational explanation for those cages. First of all, when someone crosses the border illegally, that's a criminal activity. What happens when someone breaks the law? All right. They are incarcerated. They are separated from their children. Now, in many cases, we have children coming up that are being used by these coyotes, these human traffickers. And what they will do is they will take children. They're not their children. So they'll cross the border and claim that they're children in order to get across the border. They're, they're using these children. So it's perfectly reasonable to separate and place these children in a secure location. That's the rationale. I know we see a lot of images, children, you know, in these cages, and, and it can be a little bit jarring. But you know what, how these children are cared for? They are taken out on field trips. They're given free education. They're given medicine. They are cared for like they've never been cared for before. So I have to disabuse you of, of that, first of all. The idea that Trump is responsible for throwing children in cages, simply not true. However, okay. I'm willing to listen further. Go ahead. What we see on TV, again, I guess the media, is these poor little kids in these cages with not a bed to sleep in, nothing. 
and they say no showers, no nothing like that. You know, so this is where we get our ideas. Well, those ideas are, I would have to stress, uh, distorted and those images are being manipulated and used and by and large, not true. Now, those, those facilities are overrun. This is true. And, you know, obviously we have to be compassionate. But remember, when someone crosses the border illegally, that's a criminal activity. We have to – so in many cases, we have to figure out, do these children belong to these adults or are they being used? You know that the statistics on the number the, – the, the carnage and the, the sexual abuse that goes on uh, with these children that are sent to cross the border. Uh, it's, and, and they and, – and the reason that it, this is taking place is because there is – now we're starting to see fencing going up, about 250 miles of fencing. But it's, they're being encouraged. There's no disincentive not to try. So once there is a border there, a secure border, hopefully that will discourage people from trying to cross the border illegally. Right. They have, this has to be dealt with. Now, I know that the image of putting a child behind uh, a wire fence can be a little jarring, but remember where they've come from. They have been on a journey, hundreds of miles. They may have been abused. They may have been sexually abused. The people that they claiming that their parents may not be their parents. So for their own protection, this has to be done. And those facilities by and large are clean and they're comfortable and the children are well treated full stop. Uh, Sharon, I want to thank you for your call, but um, nothing there convinces me that President Trump is uh, the aforementioned Antichrist. Remember, the Antichrist has to convince all of the world's religions that he is their Messiah. So he has to convince Jews that he is the Messiah. He has to convince Christians he's the second coming uh, of Jesus Christ. He has to convince Muslims that he is, now is it the 11th or the 12th Imam? Forgive me, I'm a little uh, fuzzy on that one. It's either the 11th or 12th Imam. Uh, he has to convince Buddhists that he is uh, – is it the compassionate Buddha that is supposed to come back? He has to convince all of these disparate groups that he's the one. Do you really think Donald Trump is that person? Doesn't make sense to me, but always up for a good argument or a good discussion. Sharon, thank you for calling. I hope you'll call again. Have you been following this wild story on social media about Wayfair and uh, the online – this is the online furniture store – being accused of being complicit in human trafficking. In this story, I believe it first surfaced on social media, on Reddit. Someone pieced together, they noticed something more than a little odd with the price point on some of Wayfair's items. After Wayfair, the internet is now accusing Amazon of trafficking children in the guise of overpriced items listed on their website. The global e-commerce giant they sparked a series of claims and conspiracy theories after it appearing that children may have been – they're being uh, sold. They're being named in extremely overpriced household items such as pillows and fixtures. So uh, this, this Wayfair – and I'm not saying that this is true. I'm saying this is what's out there, and it's, it's quite interesting. I mean obviously I can't verify you know, that this is, this is happening except there are some odd things happening. So the Wayfair child trafficking scandal theory – it gained traction, again, after Reddit shared screenshots of the prices on some of their goods, such as curtains and cabinets and pillows. 
and they were charging like $12,000 for a cabinet, $1,600 or more for a pillow. And then the names of the items were linked to children who went missing or who have gone missing. It's, it's totally bizarre. Observers accused Wayfair of kidnapping and selling children under the guise of the, these heavily priced products, which, of course, wouldn't be purchased by everyday shoppers unless someone knew exactly what the retailer was selling. And uh, so to respond, Wayfair, this American furniture retailer, they had to issue a statement denying the allegation. And then they took down some of these controversial listings. And there were screenshots. I mean, there were cabinets being sold for for this ridiculous amount of money, $12,000. And again, some of the names were linked to names of missing children. And the retailer, of course, saying no truth to these claims. The products in question are industrial grade cabinets that are accurately priced, they claimed. Recognizing the photos and descriptions provided by the supplier didn't adequately explain the high price point. We have temporarily removed the products from the site to rename them and provide a more in-depth description and photos that accurately depict the product to to, uh, clarify the price point. It's kind of a strange explanation. They're saying that the prices were accurate, that these were industrial grade cabinets, giant grade cabinets. And then they said, but we took them down to rename them. That said, both Amazon and Wayfair in the same boat facing allegations of trafficking after people began noticing an apparent pattern on their platforms selling a wide variety of products at exorbitant rates. Amazon, currently the uh, the largest e-commerce player in the world, accused of using its platform as a front for human trafficking. Area rugs or carpets are allegedly being sold for $21,000, pillows for $10,000, uh, a drawer table, like a bureau, I guess, $16,000. Again, thereby raising suspicions among many conspiracy theorists. Uh, nonetheless, Twitter has uh, been taken by storm after these allegations surfaced. People saying it's time to boycott. So anyway, this is what's out there. I'm just reporting what's out there. So again, these allegations stemming from the fact that Amazon Wayfair selling normal products that shouldn't cost thousands of dollars as they're listed for. uh, And the claims made by the social media users really yet to be presented with evidence outside of these screenshots of the company's high priced items with human names. That's the, um, the odd thing. These, these products have human names and in, in, as far as I can tell, in many of these cases, these names are the names also of missing children. Amazon is, uh, has yet to comment. So, one, why are these products names just like the missing children's names? Why would the exact same generic cabinet be listed at such a, a high price so many different times, each time featuring a different girl's name in the title? Why are the cabinets not on the front end of the site? There's a a video posted by one Twitter user showing how certain cabinets can be found in Google image searches, but not in the actual Wayfair Wayfair website. How come this? How can this be? Wayfair tried to uh, delete them or correct them. However, deleting it definitely made it seem worse. So some examples, uh, an an outdoor umbrella, $16,699, a metal and glass chandelier, $13,999. A wall-mounted space heater, $3,544.99. A beanbag replacement fill. Oh, the price here is cut off, but it was some exorbitant amount for beanbag replacement fill. So, I mean, let's be honest here. It seems rather implausible that Wayfair 
And for the record, I've purchased uh, desks and benches. I've, I've, I bought a lot of stuff from Wayfair. Great customer service, I'll have to say. But it seems implausible that Wayfair is somehow involved in child trafficking. I mean, they sell flat pack furniture, right? You have to assemble it. There's no way a human being is being shipped via Wayfair unnoticed. But based on what I've been reading on social media and elsewhere, people have been coming forward with some explanations. What seems possible is, and I, again, I can't ver- verify this. I don't know exactly how it works at Wayfair, but you could imagine a situation where traffickers, human traffickers are themselves setting themselves up as furniture manufacturers, quote unquote. And then they put these listings on Wayfair.com as a way of laundering their money. So some sicko pays Wayfair for a child. They get a closet that costs $16,000 via the, you know, the usual methods. And then the transaction involving the child is done privately and separately. I've been told that this is uh, a well-established way for criminals to do business. Like, so uh, I've been told drug dealers allegedly have, have used eBay in this way. So you pay for one thing and get it as cover for the transaction for what you're really paying for is something else. So either way, this, this human trafficking issue and child sex rings, it's, it's really starting to heat up. It's starting to gain more traction, which is a good thing. Because it, it's happening. It goes on. We need to, to, to be talking about this. So the fact is, that maybe they have it, it, it wrong in this case, maybe Wayfair is not at the center of this or being used un, unknowingly, unwittingly, w- w- which would seem more likely. The point is we're talking about it. We're hyper-focused on it because it is real. As, as hard as this is to imagine, this is happening. Slavery is real. It's happening around the world. Obviously, you know, right now, the last several months here, we've been focused on slavery in the United States that ended in 1865. Meanwhile, we tend to forget that slavery is happening in places like Pakistan and sub-Saharan Africa, Libya, open slave markets in Libya right now as I speak, and human sex slaves, some of them children being trafficked, perhaps right under our noses. And, and quite honestly, the media, the mainstream media has always been way behind the curve on this. Why? Well, you can come to your own conclusions. The BBC, they covered up for that monster, Jimmy Savile. The media ignored Jeffrey Epstein until they couldn't anymore. And, and the MSM, they love to bring up the Pizzagate story as an example of another stupid conspiracy theory, Right. Except the location, the actual pizza shop in question may not have been at the center of a child sex ring. Although, for those of you who remember that story at the the Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria in D.C., some pretty strange, disturbing things going on there, disturbing images on murals, on walls. Anyway, I got to take a break. We'll uh, come back and pick up on this point. Take more of your calls. Open lines on The Conspiracy Show. Back with more in a moment. The truth is not out there. It's right here. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. Welcome back. Open lines this hour. Uh, I was talking about this uh, bizarre story 
that surfaced on social media about Wayfair possibly being at the center of this disturbing child uh, trafficking, child sex ring, uh, and so forth. And uh, as I said earlier, I, I mean, I, that, that doesn't seem plausible to me. You know, you can't conceal a child uh, unknown, you know, and ship them in, in a it's, – it's flat pack furniture, right? You have to assemble it. That doesn't seem plausible. But a number of, of people have pointed out that sometimes – uh, these uh, legitimate businesses are used unwittingly or unknowingly on their part, but some nefarious uh, sinister party uses that company, whether it's a Wayfair or an Amazon, I'm not saying it's happening, but uh, for instance, uh, they use them basically to launder the money. So for the sicko that that uh, wants to buy a child is and, uh, you know, just saying that just sickens me. Uh, but let's face it. This is our our sick, evil world. This is happening right now as we speak uh, so that they use a Wayfair or an Amazon to launder the money. So the the, the person that wants to buy the child pays sixteen thousand dollars for a cabinet. Yes, they get the cabinet. But then meanwhile, in a separate and private transaction, they receive the child from another party. So um, and these again, these nefarious purveyors of uh, this are, are setting up a manufacturing company. That's their front. Right. And then I guess they sell it through Wayfair. But I'm not even sure if it works that way. I don't know if Wayfair deals with other manufacturers. I don't know. So. Anyway, that's the story. It's out there. But I was also talking about the fact that this is going on. I mentioned the Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria in D.C., Pizzagate, right? That was roundly dismissed, and the, the mainstream media loved to jump on and say, ah, what a bunch of malarkey you see. They're all crazy. No, the narrative is correct. This is going on right under our nose. And so maybe Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria in D.C. was not involved, although, as I mentioned before the break, very disturbing, unusual murals in that building. A lot of interesting, not interesting, disturbing visuals that were associated with that particular uh, pizzeria I've read and I'm, I've been told. Maybe they were not involved. But the narrative is right. The point is, this: there is a child sex ring. It's going under our noses. It involves people with incredible power, influence, probably involves names of people we know and maybe even admire. Maybe that maybe individuals that are beloved. And of course, I guarantee the mainstream media will be the last to know or not necessarily the last to know, the last to report it only after they have no choice. And again, why? Why indeed? Keep asking that question. Hold on to that question. So, again, Wayfair may not be uh, at the center of this human trafficking child ring. I doubt that they are. Maybe they're being used unwittingly. We'll see. But the story's out there. Uh, let's say hi to Melanie in Toronto. Melanie, good evening. Hi, good evening. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to make a comment on, on Trump. Now, has anybody ever in, investigated or researched uh, Melania Trump, which is my name, actually, but I had it first. Uh, it was never a popular name when I came to Canada. But um, her father uh, was, I believe, in the Communist Party. And uh, how did he ever own a car dealership during in the Communist era and do so well? I know that Western parts of the Communist system did a little bit better. 
But we should look into that a little bit because I believe that they've got something on that family where he's trying to make Putin happy. So also, but for, for me... Wait a minute. How, how do we go from the former Yugoslavia to making Putin happy? Well, I mean, she's not Russian. Know. We don't she is, know if is she Slovenian? She's Slovenian. Connected to to the communist system that existed at the time and and well, made their money. Because because before the before the fall of the Iron Curtain, uh, I mean, all of those countries were communist in order to, and that was under Tito. Now Tito ran things a little bit differently than they did in the Soviet well, Union. He was kind of fiercely Slovenia. independent. Yeah, but she's uh, so comparing communist Slovenia or or um, I'm not sure if it's Slovenia. That she, forgive me. I'm not sure yeah, which Slovenia. former Soviet or Yugoslavian Republic. But that's that's apples and oranges. You can't compare Tito's Yugoslavia. Well, uh, with, I know, with but the Richard, Soviet ask yourself a question. I looked up right. from where I'm originally from. I'm Ukrainian. And mm. they've got seven billionaires, seven. And we have tons of them in Russia, uh, proper Russia now. And we have billionaires. You ask yourself, if everybody was equal under the communist system and everybody was allotted a certain amount of money and uh, kobasa and some horyuka, which is vodka, you know, mm-hmm. how did they become super billionaires while people in Russia and in Ukraine who are seniors can't even buy their food or their medication. Well, of course, but that's the whole point. That's the whole point, that communism and socialism is is a lie. It's, it is a it's, lie. It, I'm a Christian, and I know that, but I'll tell you something. There's something funny for her family. It was cap- – sorry, uh, just, I just wanted to put a little bow on that, Melanie, and that is it was – it's the same in, in China. One of the, you know, I'm talking about the communist regime there. One of the worst regimes, why we are doing business with these people, the the, the regime, again, not the people. I'm talking about the Communist Party, the worst regime since Nazi Germany. They have internment camps. They are harvesting organs. Anyway, but the point is for the people at the top, it's capitalism, right? The people in the Politburo, they have Capitalism. It's well, communism for the rest of us. The Union broke up, in my opinion, from studying history and knowing history from being that part of the world. The reason everybody was so happy, oh, yes, give all those countries their own flags, give them all their own country name, their own language. The reason was so that the oligarchs, their children and their families and those tied to them, just like the mafia, could escape the Soviet Union and come to the, to the West, bring all their wealth. Now, why are they so wealthy in England? Why are they so wealthy here? Our government must be in cahoots with that old system and with the oligarchs. Why not freeze all their money, freeze all their assets, and do what we do with some African uh, despots? We freeze their, you know, we freeze all their uh, money that's in the West. Right, right. You know, well, it's like in in Cyprus. I've been I've been told uh, that that's where a lot of the See a lot of these intelligence agencies, right? They uh, after the again after the fall of the uh, the the Iron Curtain, a lot of these KGB and Bulgarian secret police and all of these rascals, if I can use that as a pretty charitable term, they, they, these thugs, these thugs, they yeah they they were murderers and thugs. A lot of them, not all of them, but some of them, obviously. But they sure they they made made out like bandits with blackmail and extortion and a lot of that money. Ended up in banks in, in Cyprus. Yes, and why uh, is Cyprus not freezing that money? Why isn't New York freezing that money? Why isn't 
Canada freezing that money. They're pretending they're doing something about it, but they're not. Now, if they united themselves and said, we're going to freeze all this money, this does not belong to those individuals. It belongs to the people. And you know what? If Canada and the West doesn't do anything about what's going on now in other parts of the world, especially in other parts of the world, we are going to see, definitely, we're going to see war. Because the Chinese population will not put up with what they're putting up with, especially 70% of them who are not living like the people in Beijing are living, or people in Moscow, or in Kiev, in those countries. The only reason Poland did well, the only reason Poland did well, Richard, is because they still had a Christian, Catholic, unified Roman Catholic identity. They still had Pope Paul, who said, we're living in a culture of death. Our country lives in a culture of death. We abort little babies, and then we want lives to be respected of all color. How can right. we? We've, we're, okay. we're Melanie, we're kind of going all over the place. I don't disagree with you on the abortion issue, but um, yeah, we're, we're kind of drifting here. But thank you for the call. Always great to hear from Melanie. She's a regular, and uh, we appreciate it. Um, so I was mentioning Wayfair, and uh, it's kind of related to this because it involves, you know, pedophile rings and so forth. So that brings me to uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, and um, it's kind of interesting to see what's happening there. I don't know if people want to comment on that as we uh, continue along with our open line segment. So this British socialite, known for her association with convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein, who, uh, who she was ch- charged with enticement of minors and sex trafficking of children. She was arrested last week at her New Hampshire estate before being uh, moved to New York City to face federal charges. Uh, and Maxwell, I guess she's about 58. She was uh, she's been detained at a, a lockup in Brooklyn without bail. Prosecutors have labeled her an extreme risk of flight, which is interesting because she was right under their noses the whole time. She paid for this house in New Hampshire in cash. I think it was a million dollars. She made cash. And she has several passports. She could have fled to England. She could have fled to France, which does not have an extradition uh, with the U.S. She has a French passport. Um, she could have fled elsewhere, but she stayed right where she was. And the question is why? Perhaps because she was being protected? I don't know. Anyway, they, um, her lawyers are asking that she, uh, she be released on bail of $5 million, a bond, because of the coronavirus risk. She, of course, is repeatedly denying wrongdoing. Uh, anyway, we, we, we've got to uh, take a time out. We'll come back and uh, continue to talk about Ghislaine Maxwell and uh, other matters. It's open lines. You take this where you want to go. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Warning. If you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-957-9746. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. 
Call Credit Associates for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk to call. For free information, call now. 1-800-957-9746. That's 1-800-957-9746. Keeping an eye on the new world order. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Just a reminder, Joshua P. Warren, a paranormal researcher, will join us at the uh, top of the hour for hour two. And a very unique individual, paranormal researcher Joshua P. Warren, uh, will talk about invisibility, invisibility technology, invisible realms, invisible uh, entities, uh, and some of his experimentation. That's uh, coming up. I was uh, talking about Ghislaine Maxwell, who was arrested last week, or I guess earlier this week. Well, this is technically, anyway, last Tuesday at her uh, home in New Hampshire. She was there, I think, the whole time. Uh, and it seems like she's been protected. And I don't know if if when the uh, the, the U.S. Department of Justice fired the, um, the DA for the Southern District of New York, the timing was kind of curious because right after uh, he was fired, Ghislaine Maxwell was taken into custody. Anyway, she's uh, sitting in a cell in Brooklyn. They want her, 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 her lawyers – want her freed on bail, a $5 million bond. And um, so she's been, uh, she's waiting trial on um, sex trafficking charges. Uh, well, technically conspiring to entice girls as young as 14 to engage in illegal sex acts with uh, Jeffrey Epstein from 94 through 97 at his home in New York, in Florida, in New, in New Mexico, and uh, at her residence in, in London, which is where those photos of Prince Andrew were taken. So this is going to be very interesting. Uh, what will happen to Ghislaine Maxwell? I just wonder, will the, the video surveillance cameras in her cell suddenly malfunction? And will the prison guards watching over her decide to take a, a nap? Will she be found hanging in her cell, a la Epstein? Uh, if you'd like to weigh in on that, please do. Tony's checking in from Toronto. Tony, good evening. Welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Hi, Richard. Uh, three, uh, two fast points. First of all, this lady that uh, said Trump was uh, the Antichrist, I think. <laughs> what do you make of that? Yeah, she's, uh, she's as much a Christian as a Christ-loving demon. And, of course, uh, this is what happens to uh, people. I don't, hey, well, wait a minute. No, that's not fair. I don't want to uh, – her motives may be uh, pure. We can't impugn her motives. She, if she believes what she believes. Yeah. But, um, you know, well, we, know we don't need to I get into personal attacks. This is what happens to people that listen to the mainstream media. You know what I mean? Because obviously that's the mainstream media. And the other thing is this thing about masks. I find it kind of strange that they want to. Tony, are you there? Did Tony get cut off? All right. We dropped Tony by mistake. Uh, that wasn't me. Tony wanted to talk about masks. If you're listening, Tony, please feel free to call back. In the meantime, all I will say about masks is, listen, I – I will wear them if asked to do so, uh, you know, if that's the protocol. And I think the idea is if, you know, and you're in a place where you can't social distance properly or physical distance, I hate that term, social distance, but physically uh, distance from someone, then okay, for a short period of time. But here's the thing, the delivery of this, the rollout of this was all botched, wasn't it? 
first masks were no good, they, they wouldn't help, and then they were good, and then they were not sure, and then uh, then even uh, Tony Fauci says they're largely symbolic. Okay, whatever. I'll wear the mask if I have to wear the mask. Um, but, but let's face it. The science really is all over the place, and the way that this was rolled out, uh, is it any wonder people are confused? Is it any wonder people are pushing back? Because, again, the rollout of this, not surprisingly perhaps – uh, the, you know, we, we keep being assured by public health and our leaders that this time, you know, after SARS, we're ready. We know what we're doing. We never we never are ready. We never learn. Do we seriously think the next time a pandemic comes, washes ashore, we're going to be any better prepared? Are we going to treat our seniors any better? I hope so. But I'm not I'm not holding my breath. Uh, who do we have? Luke is checking in from London. Hello, Luke. Welcome. So happy to speak to you. I wrote you an email a long time ago on your old uh, conspiracy show, the, uh, sorry, the one about the rock and roll radio. I was on uh, your show a long time ago, and it's an honor to talk oh, to you. Oh, thank you, Luke. That's right. Past- I remember you. That's, this was a podcast I did called the Rock and Roll Twilight Zone uh, with uh, Chris Jericho. Well, That's it was right. on his uh, network, and I did a, a Q&A episode, and you called in. You had a question. What was it about? about, uh, about, It was about an early episode. You were going to reveal about a a death and and a coffin, something about – I forget the question, but it was hype, man. I must have shown it to 100 people. Definitely was the highlight of my month. So it's great that to be was, on. Oh, I know that, what that was about. Excuse me, Luke. I remember now. That episode was um, – you were asking about an episode on – it was the Big Bopper That's right. who went That's down right. in that plane crash that killed uh, Buddy Holly. And uh, the Big Bopper's son, very quickly, the Big Bopper's son had his father's coffin exhumed like, I don't know, 40 years after his death in 59. There was some speculation that he was shot in the plane uh, because they did find a pistol in the wreckage belonging to Buddy Holly. He did carry a gun. Uh, But anyway, uh, that that was what that was about. That's the story right there. Yeah. Anyway, Luke, what did you want to talk about? I just want to, well, let's get back to the, uh, the original, uh, it's, it's great that you're finally, like, I feel like we're finally touching the surface here, man. It's great to finally get this out to light. But my question is, with all of the names on the list recently, Kevin Spacey, Bill Cosby, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, Weinstein, Wiener, Christine Teigen joking about skinny pedos drinking pedo light, when is the, like, when are people going to freaking wake up? When is it going to happen? Like, when are we going to hit a threshold? That's my question to you. I'm asking you a question, Richard. I'd like you to answer for the general public. Like, when are we going to hit the tipping point when people actually wake the heck up around here, man? I am so tired of people being like, I am so tired of people being just not awake and not having their eyes open. It's almost like they're as you call it, willfully ignorant, man, or willfully ignorant. Like, it's just, it's as though they, they don't care. They don't want to see it. But like, I, I'm telling you, normal people are waking up. This pandemic has had people in lockdown for four freaking months. And what it has done it has given people an opportunity to do their own research. And I'm telling you right now, I'm seeing it, man. I love you, Richard. I listen to you literally on TuneIn Radio almost every single morning. I wake up with you, dude. Monday, Wednesday, Friday for your conspiracy <laughs> show. I am rarely off on Sunday night, so I have to listen to you like Tuesday morning, this show. So it's amazing to be on with you, man. Great to hear your voice. You are one of Canada's best, dude. That's my question to you, though. Have a great night. 
Okay. Uh, well, I'll, I'll try to answer that as best I can, Luke, when we come back. We're uh, running into a break here, but thanks for the call. He was talking about the list. That's the manifest uh, that's been published. I had the guest on who actually dug it out and posted it on, on, on the internet. The manifest, those that were aboard the Lolita Express to, uh, to Little St. James Island, which is uh, Lolita Island. Anyway, back with more of The Conspiracy Show after this. You want the truth? You can handle the truth. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. Luke from London called in, and uh, wow, that was uh, some generous words there from uh, Luke. I thank you for that. He he wondered, you know, when is all of what's going on going to come to the surface? That's a huge question, and and I think he was referring specifically to the child sex rings and the whole you know, Lolita Island and Epstein and all of that. Now, Ghislaine Maxwell has been apprehended, although she was hiding in plain sight in New Hampshire. What's going on there? Well, obviously she was, I think, still underneath the umbrella of Epstein's plea uh, bargain deal. Um, He, it's like in a will, right? He placed her, he protected her with that same agreement. And it seems pretty clear that Epstein was an intelligence asset. Now, whether what he was doing on Lolita Island and in various places in New York and London and Florida with these underage girls, whether that was related to the intelligence work or it was just kind of a thing he had going on the side, we don't know. When will it come to light? Well, I guess it kind of right now it, it hinges on Ghislaine Maxwell and if she is allowed to, uh, to spill the beans or will she be suicided? So let's keep a careful eye on that. Do you think they'll try that again? They, whoever they are, whoever got to Epstein, do you think they'll try it again? Why not? They are so brazen now, aren't they? And what's at stake? Everything. Everything is at stake. Think of the names. And and, and it's reported that she has, what do they call this, a kill switch? Uh, If she goes down, all of her names, and she's, she's got documentation She's got photographs, supposedly, according to her friends and colleagues. She has photographs of people uh, that will shock and astound and disgust, uh, people you would never have imagined that are involved in this. And yes, the, the manifest for the Lolita Express. Now, we have to be careful because, again, Epstein had kind of a dual life. Uh, there was what was going on on Lolita Island and the whole child sex thing, but then there was, you know, he was involved in, not necessarily for pure motives, um, he wanted to insinuate himself into higher circles. And so, yes, he rubbed elbows with people like, you know, Bill Gates and not that he was on that plane, but um, uh, the Clintons, of course. And Bill Clinton's name comes up on that manifest something like 26 times, although he claims he never went to Little James Island. And uh, to this point, I don't think there's evidence that he did. Uh, I think Donald Trump was on that plane at one point. Um Alan Dershowitz, supermodel Naomi Campbell. Uh, what does Naomi Campbell want to do at Lolita Island? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Um, so there are people, very high-powered people, influential, as I said, perhaps even beloved people, who may be in Ghislaine Maxwell's Rolodex. And if she is allowed to go, get on a stand and name names – uh, I mean, are the police going to show up at Buckingham Palace and take Prince Andrew away? Will that be allowed? I mean, when you get 
when when you're talking about powerful people, they, they some of these people are untouchable. They are untouchable. So a lot is riding on Ghislaine Maxwell and whether she's allowed to live or not. As for the rest of it, you know, yes, I think people are starting to wake up. The mainstream media, the, the large news gathering organizations have lost so much credibility, even before COVID, for the last four years, really. If we have witnessed, it's, it's sorrowful to see what has happened to, to a once proud and such an important institution that is charged. They are, the, depending on how you look at it, the first line of defense, the last line of defense for our freedoms. They are supposed to comfort the weak and afflict the powerful. And it seems like they're doing the opposite now. So we don't necessarily need to rely on them. It's, it's almost like the whole UFO disclosure thing, which we talk about a lot on this program. And I don't expect that to happen in my lifetime, at least not some sort of official disclosure. But why do we need it? Why do we need official? Why do we need anything official from official institutions? Many of which have proven themselves to be inept, corrupt, colluding. So we don't need, obviously we want to see justice done where there have been wrongs done, but it's, it's a, it should be enough for us to know and satisfy ourselves with the truth because we're not necessarily ever going to get it from the mainstream media. Uh, just a reminder again, Joshua P. Warren coming up in a, in a few moments to talk about well something a little lighter, if you will. <laughs> Invisibility should be fun. Uh, I wanted to mention this as well because I mentioned UFOs. And um, I, I've got to get um, Elizondo on the, on the, on the show, uh, Luis Elizondo. Maybe Victor Vigiani and I can work on that. But uh, the former head of the U.S. government's secretive UFO research program – uh, speaking out again, back in April, uh, the U.S. government officially declassified three video clips of unidentified aerial phenomena. That's what they call them now, not UFOs. That word is no that term. That acronym is no longer de rigueur. It's UAPs, folks. Anyway, uh, these were video clips of UAPs encountered by U.S. Navy pilots during two separate encounters. And th- these were clips that had already been leaked and published by The New York Times and Tom DeLonge's to the Stars Academy of Arts and Science, and the Pentagon's decision to not only release them, but then also to confirm the objects were genuinely unidentified. This was seen as a significant step forward in the search for the, for the truth about what these objects are and, and where they come from. Now, Luis Elizondo, again, the former leader of the secretive Pentagon UFO program, it was called uh, ATIP, Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. That, that, that name of that project is very telling. Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. In other words, the Pentagon had a secret program to study whether these unidentified aerial phenomena were a threat to U.S. national security. Anyway, he, was, he helped to facilitate the release of these videos. He's indicated that, he, that the Pentagon is still in possession of a lot more evidence of unidentified aerial phenomena. They have a lot more. So brace yourselves. We are about to see more videos come forward. He says, Elizondo does, am I surprised the government acknowledged the validity and the veracity of those videos? Not at all, he told Newsweek. It was a matter of time. They didn't have a choice because ultimately the paper trail goes back to the authenticity of these videos. And anybody who does a little bit of research will recognize that they are real, quote, end quote. 
I knew they were genuine and there's also a lot more the Pentagon currently has. Unfortunately, it may remain highly classified. As for the origin and nature of these objects, Elizondo remains uncertain. He says, I think healthy skepticism is important. I think the more data points we get, the better. I would just encourage those who jump to conclusions prematurely to take in all the data that's available because it's not just eyewitness testimony. Here's a question for you. What, do you, what else do you think they have, the Pentagon, that is? Are you expecting to see more video footage? And what would it take at this point to convince you that, that we are being visited by some entities? That these are crafts of unknown, either extraterrestrial, interdimensional, making incursions into our aerospace, into our airspace? Hmm. Uh, speaking of which, I don't know if you caught the show. I guess it's been three weeks since we had uh, Victor Vigiani was on along with uh, Paula Harris in the first hour, photojournalist, UFO researcher. And then in the second hour, Clifford Stone, uh, part of a, um, he claims, a secret government UFO crash retrieval program. Not sure if you had a chance to listen to that. Uh, I thought Clifford seemed very credible, very emotional as he described finding these dead or injured ETs at these crash sites. My word, he seemed sincere. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, if you didn't catch the show, by the way, it's up at uh, Strange Planet, the YouTube channel, Strange Planet. Go to YouTube, Strange Planet, and uh, you can listen back to these shows. You can also go back to previous shows at uh, TalkZone.com. TalkZone.com. There's an archive of all of my past shows going back, I think, all the way to 2012 are there as well. All right. Uh, Joshua P. Warren is waiting in the wings from Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, we'll talk invisibility. That sounds promising. All right. Back with more in a moment right here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. 